And welcome to Delegator Daily Thought. I am Doug Hagan. And let me switch it up a little bit today. Can't talk politics all the damn time. And we'll get into a little bit of political today uh, for the top thing I'm going to yak about. But let's talk about some sports. Let's talk about the New York Yankees. The Yankees have this guy. He's, uh, I think he's 6'7". Hit 61 home runs this year. You might have heard of him, Aaron Judge. And there's been speculation about how much money the Yankees uh, will throw at him to re-sign him. Well, uh, suffice it to say that he's going to make more money than any of us probably do. Uh, The current offer, the deal is worth about $300 million dollars. Yes, I said $300 million. Uh, Let me see. You're looking at uh, Sports Illustrated reports. Uh, A 10-year deal, I believe it is. So if it's a 10-year deal, it would be $30 million a year, basically. Of course, they're structured in different ways. This is an 8-year deal, though. Which, if you're wondering, turns out to be... Uh, $47.5 million per year, if you average it out. Uh, that's uh, that's pretty good money. That's, pre- that's really good money. And again, you, you figure that uh, that's a lot of money. I mean, $37.5 million per year. Wow. I don't know... If he lives in, in New York, one of the things I wanted to know, how many taxes will he pay? Because he'll have to pay the state, of course. And he'll have to pay the IRS some inflated number. Uh, you know what would be great? If you could know that Aaron Judge's tax uh, would be, let's say he may signs and makes $37.5 million per year. What if he had to take all the deductions away, all the BS away, and say 10%, you know he would pay $3.75 million a year, basically. Oh, uh, no, that's not right. Hold on. I uh, have to do my math again. It's been a long night. So eight years, $300 million, Eight year total, $300 million. Again, $37.5 million a year. That means you would pay every year $3.75 million, yes. 10%. That's it. That's it. Simple. If you make 50000 5000 If you make 89000 you make pay 8900 Now, you would have to factor in a, a uh, withholding for yourself for one person, for your dependent, and whatever other dependents you'd have. Maybe 15000 a year for, for yourself. Maybe 10000 per dependent, like children. Other than that, See how simple taxes could be? Now, if I was just younger by about eh, 30 years and could swing a bat like Aaron Judge, and it would help if I was six foot seven like he is with that hand-eye coordination. But good for him. Seems to be a good guy. Seems to be a nice guy. Uh, I hate the Yankees. But, uh, you know, I don't hate him. Good for him. Good for him. And I hope. He takes some of that money and contributes to the Republican nominee for 
for president. That would what if that what if he did and the news got out to the New Yorkers? New Yorkers, look at us, huh? What you looking at us? You talking to me, Jackass? You ain't a Yankees fan? Get the guy out of here. Yeah, those guys, those hammerheads. Think of the reaction he'd get. Think of it. I don't know how ESPN would even cover him. They probably have to uh have to go on meds to control their temper because they're such leftists there at ESPN. Now let's move on. Some sad news. Uh for Major League Baseball fans, especially. When I was growing up, this guy was uh when I first started watching sports like 76, 77. And uh, he was an old pitcher then. He was late 30s. Gaylord Perry has passed away. Uh, He's a Hall of Fame pitcher. Very, very, very closely linked with the uh, notorious spitball, which is not allowed. Uh, He died in his home in Gaffney, South Carolina of natural causes. He was 84 years old. he remained vigorous during most of his retirement as he worked on his farm in Spruce Pine, North Carolina. Uh, he also religiously attended events such as statue dedications and World Series ring ceremonies with fellow Giants Hall of Famers. But his presence at such gatherings became sporadic in recent years. Uh, sad, that's just the way it happens. Perry became the first pitcher to win a Cy Young Award in each league. That's pretty special. Capturing the honor in 72 with the Cleveland Indians, which you can't call Indians anymore. Now they're the uh, Guardians, I think. Uh, and in 1978 with the Padres of San Diego. I don't know if they've stripped Padres' name away from San Diego. They haven't yet. But just wait. Padre, uh, white oppressor, Catholics. Uh, there's got to be something wrong there. Uh, In 22 major league seasons, he won 314 games. He lost 265. Uh, His ERA was 3.11, had 3,534 strikeouts. Uh, He was a big league vagabond late in his career. You don't hear that word anymore, vagabond. It's a good word. I like it. Um, Eventually playing for eight teams, the Giants, the Indians, the Rangers, uh, Padres, Yankees, Braves, Mariners, and Royals. So he was he was well traveled. Uh, God bless you, Godspeed. Uh, I guess they need a spitballer up in heaven. Uh, and again, to his family and, and loved ones, my sympathies. Rest in peace, Gaylord. Uh, one of my early not heroes, but he was a big name when I was a kid, just starting coming, you know, learning about sports. And so I always have a special place for those players who were kind of the first people that I looked at on TV and said, wow, you know, that's a, that's a legend. And let me see. Now, those two stories got out of the way quick. This will not, the college football playoff you've heard so much about. Apparently, it is going to happen beginning in 2024, not next year. But 2024 and 25, they will have eight teams make the playoffs. The way I'm reading this, I'll read you part of it in a minute from Sports Illustrated. Uh, but one will play eight, two will play seven, three will play six, four will play five. Then they go to the semifinals and the championship. There you go. Could have been doing it for years. And then in 2026, 
we will have 12 team playoffs from then on out. And that will involve the top four ranked teams getting a bye in the first round. And then five, six, seven, and eight, those ranked teams, five through eight, will host the first round games. Five will play 12, six will play 11, seven plays 10, and eight will play nine. Um, the, the, the higher seeds, home fields, and the four winners will then advance to face one through four. And I would imagine four will play the 5-12 winner. Number three will play the 6-11 winner on up. Uh, and there you go. Um, so pretty much an average. Then you got eight teams and four, then two. Then you'll have a championship game, and there you go. So very good news there. I like to hear that. Uh, from Sports Illustrated again, a new era of college football has officially begun with the Rose Bowl agreeing to the terms of the proposed new contract. Apparently, they it was uh, some people were worried if they were going to sign on because they might have to co- host a quarterfinal game in the Rose Bowl. You know, it's a very prestigious bowl, obviously, uh, but they agreed. So it's going to expand from four teams, which it is this year and next year, to 12 teams within the next three years. I may have missed that by year. Currently, the projected expansion date is set for 2024-25 season. So I was wrong. I apologize. Apparently, uh, the College Football Playoff Committee released a statement Thursday confirming the future expansion plans. Uh, we're delighted to be moving forward. That's from Bill Hancock, who's the executive director of the college football playoff. When the board expanded the playoffs beginning in 2026 and asked the CFP management committee to examine the feasibility of starting the new format earlier, uh, the management committee went right to work. More teams and more access means more excitement for fans, alumni, students, and student athletes. We appreciate the leaders of the six uh, bowl games and the two future national championship game host cities for their cooperation. Everyone realized that this change is the best interest of college football and they pulled together to make it happen. Blah, 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 blah. With the expanded postseason picture, 12 teams will be vying for one top, one of the top four spots to guarantee a buy. College football purists will say that the expansion of 12 teams will take away from the impact of the sport. That's complete BS. Uh, the number five through eight seeds are crucial uh, crucial in terms of location because they're going to host the first four games. Uh, first round of the CFP will be held at the home field of the higher seed team on its campus or another site designated by the higher seeded school. This will be number 12 plays at number 5, 11 plays at number 6, and and so on. And then you get four teams eliminated, you're down to eight, and then it's quarterfinals, semifinals, finals. The specific game dates, likely late in that week, will be announced later. If the college football playoff were to expand this season, here's what the current playoff formatting would look like. If the season had ended, the conference championships had been played, if everything... Again, after this coming weekend, we'll know who won all the conference games. Uh, Number one, Georgia, who is going to repeat, I'll just tell you right now. Number two, Michigan. Number three, TCU. And number four, USC. 
uh, would all receive uh, automatic bids to the round of eight. They don't have to play in the first round. The winner of the UCF, that is Central Florida and Tulane game, which is the uh, American Athletic Conference championship game, uh, would go to visit number five overranked Ohio State. Oh, did I say overranked? I hate the Buckeyes. I talked to a Buckeye fan in 2006 uh, before the Gators played the Buckeyes, and he said, if you beat Ohio State, every Ohio State fan you come in contact with will hate you. And I said, come on, man. It's, we've never played before. And so we did kick their teeth down their throat, and uh, it was true. Every Ohio State person I ran into hated us. And it didn't get any better because that year, three months later in the Final Four in the championship game in basketball, it was Florida-Ohio State. And guess who won again? Chomp, chomp, Ohio State. And it got even worse. But anyway, number 11, Utah, would visit number 6, Alibi-God-Bama. Number 10, Kansas State, would go to number 7, Tennessee at uh, Neyland Stadium. And number nine, Clemson, would go to number eight, Penn State at Beaver Stadium. I uh, always thought that was a goofy name for a stadium, Beaver Stadium. Uh, hopefully no little boys will be hurt in that in that game, if it were to be. Uh, but here's some more statements. On behalf of the Management Committee and the Board of Managers, this is thrilling, Hancock added. It's been a long process, but we are pleased that more teams and more students will have the opportunity to compete for the national championship beginning in the 2024 season. So again, next year will be the same as this year. A new era of college football is about to begin, about to begin for the 24 and 25 seasons. The four quarterfinal games and two semifinal games uh, will still be played in bowls on a rotational basis similar to the current model. Uh, So the way I'm reading that, 24 and 25, there will be eight teams, not 12. But I could be wrong. That's just what I'm reading from here. The 2024 quarterfinals will take take place at the Fiesta Bowl, Peach Bowl, Rose Bowl, and Sugar Bowl. Uh, The Cotton and Orange Bowls will host the semifinals. 2025 quarterfinals, they'll flip around a little bit. Cotton Bowl, Orange Bowl, Rose Bowl, and Sugar Bowl will host the quarterfinals. Fiesta and Peach. Uh, we'll get the semifinals. Uh, dates are, are not available yet. So they're going to rotate between those six bowls, the four quarterfinals and the two semifinals. And then there will be sites for the national championship game. Uh, will not be a bowl, but it will be somewhere else in a, a big city, obviously. So there you go, my friends. Uh, January 20th of 2025 in Atlanta. And January 19th, 2026 in Miami, those are the dates for the two national title games for the 24 and then the 25 season. Uh, Very good. So there you go. There's some more information about their current contract and and all the things that had to go into them in getting where they're going. Uh, But there you go. Good news for sports fans. Very good news. Now, a story that uh, I, I didn't know whether I should talk about it or not because uh, it was sports, but since we're talking about sports, talking about college football, <clears throat> we've got to get into this. 
Uh, this happened a while back. This story is from SI.com, and it is dated November the 20th, so yeah, 10 days ago, roughly 11 days. Uh, and it involves my gators. And I'm, go- I'm, non- I'm going to completely nonpartisan here, okay? A Florida high school quarterback prospect, Marcus Stokes, who was a gym, a lot of teams wanted him. Phenomenal athlete. The, the, you watch the game film from the high school games. That boy looks like he could tear some stuff up. Of course, you never know. Stepping up to college is is a big deal. Uh, but Marcus Stokes apologized Sunday, two days after a video of him using a oh, racial slur on social media. The incident resulted in the Gators pulling their scholarship offer. Stokes had been committed to Florida since July. Now, I'm not going to get into whether they should have or shouldn't have because I have bad news for y'all. If the new, if the coach of the Gators, Billy Napier, hadn't, the media would have made his life and the whole university's life hell. My biggest problem isn't that the Gators could use always a great quarterback, especially since they just lost one who was arrested, and I think yesterday, uh, Jalen Kitna. And I'm not going to get into the charges because I haven't heard specifics yet. Uh, But what he was arrested for ain't good. And if he's guilty of it, I hope he rots in hell. And again, he could, he's, he's not on the team anymore, obviously. But this kid basically recorded himself, I believe in a vehicle singing to a rap song. And as you sing the songs, if you know the, the lyrics, what do you do? You say the lyrics, you sing the lyrics out one and shocking. It's going to shock you folks <clears throat> in a, in a world where uh, rap music is very popular. You know, there's a certain word they use a lot in those songs that is really a, not a nice word for most people. And most people don't want to hear it. Most people don't want to say it, but he's singing along to a song. He's an, what, a 17, 18-year-old kid. He's got a scholarship to the University of Florida to play quarterback. That's a pretty good deal. That's a pretty good part of life right there for that kid. And he's just singing the song and put it on social media. Uh, I'm not sure of the social media. I believe it was TikTok. But anyway, he put it out. And, of course, outrage because the that word. You can't even say the N-word anymore. I think we should just say that word. And maybe roll our eyes and and cover our mouths after we say it. Because apparently that word has been given so much power in our society that it can ruin your life, apparently, if you utter it. Not not if you're a rapper who's black. That wouldn't ruin it. I wonder if this kid was was black. Like the current Gators quarterback, Anthony Richardson. If he's caught in the offseason doing the same thing, will he get kicked off the team? Or will they say, well, you know, he shouldn't say it, Anthony. But will his race make a difference? Because it shouldn't. It's a very popular form of music. And the word's not nice. To me, this is something where the coach pulls you aside and says, look, man, don't do this again. You're, you're singing. You're having a good time. You, there's no maliciousness in it. But you just you can't do that, okay? We're going to have to. Tamp down on that. I'm not calling you names, 
but a lot of people will do yourself a favor, keep that word out of your mouth. Okay. Instead, the coach pulls his scholarship and let's face it, he had no choice. Uh, it was pull the scholarship or catch absolute hell. And who knows how that distracts your team. The media sports media loves to talk about distractions in locker rooms. Yet generally the distractions come from the media, the media ankle biters and the same here. He's a kid. He didn't use the best judgment. What a shocker that kids sometimes don't use the best judgment. I know I'm stunned. I never imagined such a thing could be, but, uh, he's lost his scholarship. I wish they would. I wish they would change that to me. This is not a, he didn't get fired from a job, but it's not an offense that, you know, everyone talked about the kid. Oh, what a great kid. What a great kid. What a great, well, if he's that great, I'm sure he is. Why do you kick him off the team? Why take the scholarship away? Give him a chance to say, you know, I, it was clumsy. I didn't mean anything by it. I truly didn't. And just, it's gone. It's over. Okay. Now, if he continues to do it, that's a problem. But my God, we, we're giving people, think about this kid. Say he's 18 now. He's gone from that. What if, what if, where's he going to get a scholarship from? Will Tennessee give him one now? Or Georgia or Alabama? Uh, where? What school is going to give him a scholarship now? It'll probably be some lower second uh, division, third division program. What if this costs this kid? And again, I don't know how good he is, but what if it costs him an NFL career? Possibly. You're going to take all that and damage someone's life and their opportunities and waste their talents because of one word that he said while having fun and not really thinking about anything negative. Where the hell, what the hell happened to intent? I mean, there's, isn't there a big difference? If you're walking through, you're going to go Christmas shopping soon and you know, lots of people. So you pay attention, you get distracted, you bump into somebody, you say, excuse me, right? They say, it's okay. So if that happens, should you lose your job? Cause you weren't paying attention. You're walking kind of carelessly and you bumped into somebody. Maybe you knocked a package out of their hand and it fell and broke. Maybe, but is that, is that worth losing your job over? How, how much punishment is enough punishment and how much punishment is too much punishment. In this case, it's how much punishment is far, far too much punishment. And I'd say the same, no matter where the kid had a scholarship from. Uh, but this is not healthy. This is not how you fix discrimination. This is not how you fix bias or bigotry or anything else. This is how you ruin a kid's life, possibly. It's too much. Things you do in life, sometimes you pay a price. It should not be this far out of whack with the what the kid did and the punishment. The punishment should fit the crime. But we've allowed the media and the left to create a, a atmosphere where one word doesn't matter the intent, doesn't matter if it was accidental, doesn't matter whatever. One word can ruin you.
We have to stop that, my friends. And yeah, I, I, I don't understand it. And I'm sure there's people, well, you just don't understand the impact of that word. If the word had that much negative impact, we wouldn't hear it as often as we do in uh, hip-hop music and rap music, would we? Shouldn't it be a bigger concern for people if they're so concerned about rap music? Is how many rappers get shot? Like the, the kid in, uh, it was a shot in Houston from an Atlanta-based group that, I again, I'm not familiar with. I don't like rap music. Don't listen to it. Uh, but there's some indication. Somebody has opined that he didn't pay a proper amount of money to the thugs running the Houston area. So he wasn't allowed to go wherever he wanted to. Like rival gangs would, would look at you and say, you don't have any protection. And there was a story, I, I tried to find it, I couldn't find it. Uh, but that happens sometimes, apparently, is the, if you don't pay the proper protection fee, basically, it could end very badly for you. And that kind of crap has to stop, period. But apparently that's not as important as not hearing the N-word. Again, priorities and proper consequences and teaching a lesson. Teaching a lesson. You know, my uh, I've told the story before. When I was nine, I got this great BB gun. Had the lever action, man. It was like the rifleman. You know, Chuck Connors, if you remember that old show. But I would go out with my German Shepherd, Damon, and we'd run over the seven acres that, that my dad had bought. A couple creeks. Oh, it was great. It was awesome. And, you know, I'll pretend you're fighting Indians or whatever. And I, I, for some reason, I don't know why I did it, but I, I shot the dog with a BB gun. It didn't hurt him. It was like in the, in the rear area. But my dad saw me do it. And I remember distinctly that feeling you get when you're a kid and your, your parent catches you with something and you know you're in trouble and it kind of goes down your spine. Like, what are you doing? Did you shoot? Why did you shoot the dog? Why would you shoot? An, why, you don't, why did you point a gun at something? You don't do that. It was about gun safety. It was about not abusing animals. It was about knowing what the hell you're doing. It's about a lot of lessons. And I lost the BB gun for a good amount of time. And you know what? I was very angry. But I learned a lesson. You don't misuse firearms. You don't abuse animals. And you listen to your parents. Three lessons in one. I didn't lose any future scholarships I might get if I was a great athlete. I didn't lose out on career opportunities because of it. Because I was a kid. It did something foolish. But again... I learned a lesson. This kid could have learned a lesson. Well, he did, I guess. He learned a lesson that possibly your whole life can be ruined or hampered because you were having a good time and you were young and you blurted out a word. That's perverse, my friends. This is Doug Hagen for the Daily Getter blog. Thank you. Remember the three golden rules of life. God bless America. Go Gators. And yes, yes, if you're left, you ain't never going to be right. My friends, I will try to come back tomorrow and do another one. Thank you for listening. I held this one shorter. Finally, I managed.
uh, just done right at 30 minutes. It'll come out. But anyway, we'll talk to you tomorrow. God bless you. Take care of yourself. Be good. If you want to be a financial contributor to the Daily Gator uh, blog and podcast, go to Anchor, anchor.fm.doughagan, and you can find my the financial page. You can sign up to be a monthly contributor. Uh, and again, I always take cash and envelopes discreetly placed on my front or back porch, either one. I'm easy. Okay, I live out in the country, got a front porch, got a back porch. I'll take money, believe me. Just, uh, you know, give me buzz, tell me it's there. And the, well, the, well, there's 87,000 IRS agents, so cancel everything I just said. I would never want to cross them, my friends. Take care. We'll talk to you manana. Be good, my friends. Be good.